is Sup Dogs live Thursday, November 9th edition of the show. Very excited about today's show on Sup Dogs Live. Stephen Igo here, Macy O'Donnell to my left. How's it going, Macy O? I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, same old, same old. Had to make a drive up here today, but uh, really excited for this weekend's game. Um, get to go down to, to Florida, close to Miami. So I'm excited for that. Maybe I'll bring out some shorts and some uh, some New Balance sneakers. But super excited. Happy to have Holton on the show today also. Yeah, Holton. Holton Aylers is back. His second appearance on Sup Dogs Live. You just couldn't get enough, man. Good. Let's go. And get give you a Maceo too this time, man. He's living the life, going sideline to sideline from the games now. And uh, yeah, uh, living the dream. You guys are two former student athletes. So did y'all come in in the same we did, recruiting yeah. class? Yeah, we yeah. did. So what, part of that Sneed class. There's yeah. a couple of us, yeah. So y'all uh, y'all played a big role in helping to turn around this program. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. We are going to have three current student athletes join us in a little bit. Jasmine Ferguson from the soccer team. Their season just wrapping up. Grace Willis from track and Adia Faison from track as well. Those student athletes will join us. We'll kind of tag team on interviewing them throughout the next uh, hour or so. Again, the women's basketball team, their home opener coming up tonight, 6 o'clock, get over there. They're playing USC Upstate. They're unveiling the banner inside Menji's Coliseum. So, again, Holt Naylor's with us. Macy O'Donnell, our usual co-host, with us. Let's get the update from Holton. And uh, you've been back and forth to Seattle. Man, are you racking up the frequent flyer miles? Uh, I hope you got like a program. You're not, oh, I do, for sure. Um, they fly me back and forth, though. But, yeah, so I'm back here now. Um Trying to see what my what my next move is, and uh, you know, still working out, trying to figure out you know what I want to do with my life, and you know if I get signed back, if I don't, so that's where we're at right now. So you got to go with the team to Cincinnati, was it? Was yeah, that the game? Cincinnati. Yeah. How was that experience? Man? It was cool. Uh, you know, being on the sideline, you know, seeing Joe Burrow in person was super cool, and obviously, you know, Seattle's got a really good team as well. But um, yes, back and forth right now. That's kind of how it is. It's QB three in the league um, until you get your foot in, especially rookie year right now, and. There's a lot of crazy things happen in the league. So, uh, you know, one one day you're here, one day you're gone. So, uh, you know, we'll see what's next. Yeah, Ho, just just tell us a little bit what it's like, you know, for the maybe student athletes that are watching specifically football, what it's like to, you know, be a pro. You know, everyone thinks you get to college, everyone's going to go pro, going to make yeah. a bunch of money. But just tell us how the the business side of it and just working your way up and, and kind of keeping the, the positive mindset to keep going every day, if you, even though you don't know uh, when your name will be called. I mean, I think, um, you know, as soon as you get there, you realize it's a business. I mean, you get guys cut, you know, from rookie minicamp, um, 90 guys go into it. They keep about four of you. Um, so, you know, the rookie minicamp, they brought in five quarterbacks, um, went through, the, which is a weekend. We we were there for the whole weekend and, you know, got close with each other, you know, enough. I mean, you're there pretty much, you know, 18 hours a day. And, you know, at the end of it, the coach is like, all right, guys, well, thanks for coming. Um, when y'all's flight home and then hope here's your playbook and nice meeting y'all. And that's just the end of it. Um, and, and I stayed and the rest of them went. So, um, and then from there, I mean, if you have a bad practice, you're gone. That's pretty much what it is. So there's anxiety <laughs> with it and stuff like that and learning, you know, kind of learning about the business. And I mean, guys get cut every day. I've been cut you know, seven times now already. So, um, <laughs> not even through my first rookie season. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, ins and outs of it, you know, good and bad, but you just gotta, you know, stay positive, you know, know who you are and, you know, have a firm foundation. That's the the battle of of trying to make it in your position. I mean, you're trying to achieve your dream, and it's just look, it's tough, man. It took Jaquan McMillan till the end of his rookie year to get a shot for the Denver Broncos as an undrafted guy. He made the most of it. We saw Keith Mitchell uh, making the most of it already, and, and you know you're you, you've shown in the preseason you're capable. It's just it's such a numbers game, Holton, and you kind of yeah. you got to catch that break. And I'm sure that that's you know part of the process. But what you know did the Seahawks stay engaged with you throughout this process, or you know are you talking? 
kind of what, what's the conversations like as you kind of sit around and, and wait for that next call? Yes. I mean, when they cut me, first of all, they said they were going to sign me back. It's just a number, like you said, a numbers game. So, I mean, I have an idea that I'm going to go end up going back there. And then pretty much whenever any team reaches out, um, the Seahawks, everything in the NFL is public knowledge. So, I mean, teams know when, when they reach out to my agent and the Seahawks know when other teams reach out to my agent. So when that happens, they usually reach back out and, you know, promise a certain amount of money at, you know, when I sign back. So it's a, you know, push pull game and trying to figure that out. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, a it's a weird thing because, I mean, I could get a call literally right now and have to you know be at the airport in, in an hour and, and be on a plane to Seattle. So, um, But it's a weird league. I mean, there's a lot of QB3s that are playing right now, and, and Seattle only has two on the roster. So, yeah. Yeah, so I know we talked a little bit about, you know, how ECU was when we first got here in 2018. We're the last Scotty Montgomery class. So, uh, But for those who don't know, just talk about a little bit what it was like when we got here and how a lot of things have changed. We didn't we didn't have Town Bank when we first got here. Yeah. Uh, we were in the visitors' locker room when we first got here. When yeah. they were building the locker room now, so just talk a little bit about that. Hope. Yeah, well, I mean, we played a season without a press box, so that was that was fun. When I look back on, like, dude, that's kind of ghetto, man. Yeah, we were there they were. The stadium, especially when my pops is the announcer. I don't even know where they had him. He, yeah. he was in the I stands. Thought, I thought we were gonna fall out when you would see that one game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was you know dark days those first couple of years, and. Uh, I mean, we were kind of the class that got together. We were like, look, you know, we're coming in. We know we're going to have a coaching change at some point, good or bad. Um, and we're just going to have to, you know, stick with it and stay together. And, you know, class is still really tight to this day. Yeah. I talk pretty much every day because of that. And, uh, you know, we're glad we stuck it through. Sure. It is Sup Dogs Live Thursday, November 9th. So let, let's get your take on the season to this point, holding it. Unfortunately, has not gone how uh, really anybody wants it to go. The guys continue to play extremely hard. I mean, you can't doubt that. You watch the games. They're in basically every game. It's just not scoring enough points right now. I'm sure you've gotten the question, do you have another year of eligibility yeah. at least 100 times now? So, uh, what do you think of this season now? Yeah, no, a lot of thoughts. You know, obviously, I want them to just do as good, as good as anyone. Um, and, you know, those guys, and you know, we know most of them in there. They've got a lot of transfers coming in, a lot of new coaches. And, you, first of all, you got to notice that. I mean, we lost, you know, a, not just players on offense, but coaches on offense, too. I mean, it was pretty much a full turnover, you know, minus one or two coaches. So a lot of new faces, a lot of guys, you know, get reps for the first time. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish they, you know, continue to uh, build the program kind of like we were doing. And, and they are. I mean, you know, the wins aren't coming right now, but those guys are still working hard. From what I've heard, you know, the vibes are still good, you know, despite um losing which is which is hard to do I mean, me me and maceo both know i mean once you get knocked out of bowl eligibility those practices were a little different from what i've heard they haven't been um you know so far so um if you've got good kids in there and good coaches um you know eventually we'll turn around yeah and i'm, I'm excited for them and I'm, and I'm happy that they're still all kind of going and we kind of coming before them kind of built the foundation that you know, you keep practicing, keep going regardless of what, because, yeah. you know, the, a couple of years with us, you know, once we became, uh, it was sure we weren't becoming bowl eligible. It was like, all right, well, yeah, this season's done for and guys yeah. kind of just play for stats or personal reasons. But, you know, with their record being what it is, I'm still very excited. They're still out there and, and doing their job every day at practice. So, Cole, when I look at, at this offense, man, like, you know, they've been in these games again in the fourth quarter and you kind of went through it, I'm sure, early in your career where you're in that moment. Until you go make the play, win the game on game day, like, is that when you really start to believe? Because I just see them maybe in those moments not playing to their potential quite yet. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, to, to get experience, you got to get experience. And that's that's kind of, the, you know, the name of the game. But, uh, I mean, some guys will rise to the level um, their first time doing it. And if so, that's a special kid. But, 
um, you know, some kids got to go through it and got to figure it out themselves. And uh, that's kind of what you're doing now. I mean, you got a lot of young kids and even if they aren't young, they're inexperienced, you know, the guys that are in the game right now. And uh, I mean, you, you, you see some of the experienced guys in the Jalen Johnson, Josiah starting to step up a little bit more and, um, you know, when their opportunity is called, but I mean, as an offense, you, you gotta, you know, put, you know, this, that first quarter is usually scripted pretty, pretty good. You know, you, you'll know going in, you know, what you're going to run, what you're going to see. And then, you know, kind of after that's when the chess match starts and, you know, that's when you really gotta, you know, adapt to what the defense doing and, you know, you can't just be reactive. I mean, you got to go out there and, and attack the defense too. And I think that's something we could probably do a little bit more in the fourth quarter. Got Holden Aylers here. We'll go a few more minutes with him. Then we'll transition to getting some of our student athletes on. I, I had uh, Doug Gomes from Team Boneyard on my show earlier today, guys. And I wanted to ask both of y'all about this as former student athletes, just the importance of ECU and the fans getting behind NIL because it is such a big part of college athletics now, whether people like it or not. Holden, you you benefited from it some, you know, towards the end of your career. So, you know, where do you feel like ECU needs to make strides there? Because I'm sure you've heard stories of you and your you and Macy as former teammates leaving for more monetary yeah. opportunities at the you know in previous years. Yeah, Macy, or I would say this. I mean, I think you know NIL it's it's not going anywhere. There might be rules or something to it, but you know these schools that are winning um, obviously are going to get better players and. Um, you know, the first thing you got to do, you got to win. Uh, it's when you got to have good players, you got to have good coaches. And, you know, in today's world, that means NIL and a strong NIL program. And, um, you know, the balance between that and, and you know, donate to Pirate Club and all that, that's a that's a huge story as well, because, I mean, you know, where's that money going to come from? You got to figure it out. But, um, you know, I think to get good players, um, you're going to have to have NIL nowadays. You got to have a strong program. Recruit, not not as much high school recruits, but you know, that's not where you're recruiting nowadays as much. I hate to say it, but it's, it's really 50, 50, you know, if not more 60, 40 towards transfers. I mean, you got to get these big time transfers come in. You know, look at our team last year. I mean, Isaiah Winsett came in, Jalen Johnson came in, Justin Red came in, uh, Jack Powers came in, Chandra Mims. Like we had a lot of guys come in um, and they were not huge NIL guys because it was just getting started. But obviously, you know, the more years you get into it um you're gonna have to you know you want to win transfer recruits over or prize high school recruits you're gonna have to have an ale yeah uh, i was gonna say i definitely agree you know first starts off with winning football games but other than that you got to understand where you're you're who you're competing with as far as getting recruits and and getting players nil money right so we're in a state where we have you know north carolina nc state wake forest um, Appalachian state a lot of really good schools but we're not competing with them on a regular basis we're competing with our conference so you got to go out there and out recruit UTSA or out recruit Rice or out recruit UAB, FAU, whoever. Um, so you got to you kind of got to match your NIL with contributions to that. So it's not going to be an Oregon or, or Auburn, whoever, where they're giving players hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's going to be like a, a Rice or UTSA where the players are getting maybe fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, which is great. We didn't get that when we were first no. coming in. We we're I was just happy to get my cost of attendance check. Um, but this is kind of the sandbox that we have to play in now. So um, if we have some people out there who want to give some money and some funds to ECU and the program and the team Boneyard, definitely do that because it is needed. And I can just tell you guys covering the recruiting firsthand this past offseason, ECU lost, you know, recruits to Charlotte, uh, to Arkansas State, to Rice because of NIL reasons. And, you know, we all think ECU should be at the top of that list. So it, it's something yeah. that the fan base has to, to realize for sure. All right, let's get our first break in. We will have our first student athlete join us on the other side, Jasmine Ferguson from the soccer team. Their season just wrapping up. She had a very successful year. We'll talk with her. I might let Holton and Macy, other former teammates, 
handle this one, then I'll jump in later. Again, Jasmine Ferguson on the other side. This is Sup Dogs Live. We will be right back. no one out pizza the hut 75 cent boneless wings while prices go up ours dip Ooh-wee. would you look at that duck 75 cent boneless wings from pizza hut that's why no one out pizza the hut when your pirates come out to compete we want to make sure our team is ready and our field is too that's why we trust eastern turf maintenance to maintain our fields and you can too from fertilization and weed control to aeration, let the team at Eastern Turf Maintenance make your lawn the envy of the neighborhood. From the stadium to your backyard, Eastern Turf Maintenance can make your lawn game day beautiful. Stay ahead of the game. Call Eastern Turf Maintenance today for your free estimate. Being a divorce attorney isn't just a job, it's a calling. At Irons and Irons, We take that responsibility seriously. Our team of dedicated professionals is second to none. Our firm offers a level of skill and personal attention that only we can provide. If you need an experienced divorce attorney who truly cares about you and your family, call me today or visit our website at ironsandirons.com. I'm an average guy, a lot like you. My job took a toll on my body, but I'm not giving in to the pain, and neither should you. There's a new game when it comes down to relief from agonizing joint pain, and that's QC Kinetics. Elite athletes have used these amazing natural treatments for years. QC Kinetics, a long-lasting solution for joint pain. No surgery or downtime. You and me, we got things to do. Go ahead, coach. Come on, team, let's go! Wanna know why no one else eats the hut? 75 cent boneless wings. While prices go up, ours dip. Ooh-wee. Would you look at that duck? 75 cent boneless wings from Pizza Hut. That's why no one out Pizza the Hut. We're back and we're live from Sub Dogs Live here at Sub Dogs in Greenville, North Carolina. I'm here with Holton Aylers and women's soccer player Jasmine Ferguson. Jasmine, it's happy to have you here. It's happy to be here. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to grill you. She's our first soccer athlete we've had all year. They just got out of a long season. Um, so Jasmine, kind of just tell us about that season. We know it was a pretty successful season for the team. Um, I think probably one of the best ones you guys have had in a while. So just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I think that um, in the beginning of the season, we had a lot of goals that we wanted to reach compared to last season. And I think that it was important that we started off on a high, but didn't want to like peak in a way at like too early in the season because, you know, conference play does start in like um, beginning of September, end of like September-ish kind of. And we were playing really well. We were doing a lot of things that we hadn't done before. And obviously we wanted to improve like our record and everything from last year. And we did. 
I think towards the end of the season, it got a little shaky, ups and downs, and we went to the conference tournament and ended up losing first round to Charlotte. But I think overall, it was a really good season for all of us in comparison to last year. Yeah, so what about you? We know you're kind of a, we're a freshman sensation. Uh, started every game of your freshman year. I think this was your sophomore year, right? Yes. So uh, kind of just tell us how you chose ECU. I'm sure you had some other opportunities to go to some other schools to be a soccer athlete, but tell us how you got to ECU. Yeah, so for my club back home, we did a lot of like ID camps where like colleges would come out and they would train us. And we'd have about like five or so come at like one time and we'd have like a weekend dedicated to like those five schools. And I think ECU came every single year to like those um, events. So I kind of grew familiar and close to like the coaches there because like they were so consistent. And I think a big thing was like, I was interested and I went on a visit and like everything here is obviously purple, purple and gold. And I think that's really important in a decision where you're having to like make for your next four years, like just knowing that everyone around you just loves the school. And it was pretty easy once I got on campus talking to the girls and the coaches that everyone loved to be here. So, just me and Macy both were were kind of part of a a new coach. We we were part of a coaching change. I don't think you were, but um, you're, you're part of the first years of of y'all's coach there. And um, you know, year three coming up is always a big year. Um, it's it's you know kind of the the year that you look forward to as a coach when you come into it and as players. And you know, your third year too. What are some you know off season goals to you know some jumps that y'all want to make in year three? Um, I think that knowing that what we can do this year, we're not losing, we're only losing one starter from the senior class and knowing that where we were this year with all of that and then adding in new new and young talented players, I think that'll be pretty good for us to just kind of keep the momentum going from where we are right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, we kind of talked about, you know, how it was get, you getting here, your first couple of seasons here at ECU and the team you have this year and only losing one starter. Um, but I know you said before the season, y'all had a bunch of goals, you know, whatever those goals were, did you kind of expect this season to, to go like this or was it kind of a surprise you guys were doing so well? What, what was kind of the vibes in the locker room when it was like, okay, we're winning these games, we're stringing them along? I think the vibes were good. I think it wasn't, no, it wasn't a surprise that we were doing what we told we were supposed to do. I think that it was just really important to find like little things in every single game that we wanted to get and wanted to reach. So that way it kind of made it easier to fight like, to find the hunger and everybody to kind of just like in every single game, like this is what was on the line, this is on the table. And I think that in the locker room, like everyone had the same mentality. We all wanted to win every single game. And unfortunately, like you don't always win every single game, but like we all wanted to win and we just bounce back to the next one if we didn't win those games. Yeah. So um, besides soccer, besides having those games, I know it was a long season and now you might guys might get a little bit of off time, but what's some things you guys like to do, you know, as a team outside of practices and workouts and school, um, I don't know if you guys come to SUPS a lot. It's usually jumping, but what do you guys kind of do? Well, yeah, like SUPS is one of the places that we do come to a lot. I think we go to like La Ranch sometimes. We'll always throw a little team function somewhere. Um, a lot of girls in the team are from North Carolina. So like a lot of people from like Greenville, um, Maeve English, she's from Greenville. So we know that she, her parents love to host us and they love to have us around. So we'll have like a barbecue or something, or actually we have one on Saturday, speaking of. Yeah. And we do that a lot, actually. Yeah, team goals. Uh, you know, we talked about that. You know, what are some individual goals? Obviously, you're a star player. You know, one of the one of the best players in this conference. Obviously, one of the best players on this team. You know, what are some individual goals going into your third year um, to make the jump to be you're not just one of the best in the conference, but maybe one of the best in the nation? Yeah. So I think for my sophomore year, a lot of my goals were just like kind of like coming in in better shape. So I think that would be another goal coming in better shape than I did this year. That way, next year it'll be even easier. I think that I want to. Last past year, I had four goals. I want to get to like five goals or something for the next year. And 
yeah, kind of just kind of staying on the same like incline. I don't really want to plateau. Yeah, so sure. that's important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a big thing is, uh, I mean, I think leadership too is a, is a big one. You know, third year, um, being a key player, which I'm sure you already are is, you know, getting those girls to really, um, you know, buy into the process, buy into winning, especially the new ones coming in and you know, you're, you're going to be an upperclassman. You're going to be an upperclassman next year to these girls that are coming in. I think signing day was today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously that's going to be a new role for you. What do you think, you know, in that aspect of it, you know, what are some of your plans um, to take some of those young girls and you know, introduce them to the culture and introduce them to the winning culture that y'all are building? Yeah, I just want to make them know that it's just obviously it's not easy. And I've been in the position before. I know as a freshman, it was really, really hard to like get in here and get thrown into everything and just have to like adjust and adapt by yourself because you don't have like your parents or anything to help you. So I think just being someone they can talk to whenever they need to, or like just letting them know like I was there and like it was still doable to have a good season and have a successful season and just know that we're still here. We're all teammates and we've done it before. Yes, sure. So are there any players that you guys signed today that uh, you think might contribute a lot to the team next season? I don't know if you guys keep track of that too much. Usually for for us, we it's all over Twitter and stuff all the time. So we kind of know about it. But what about you guys? Yeah, well, for soccer, I feel like it's a little bit more quiet. I mean, I, I know we don't really know these girls like we've never seen them play. Yeah. So we don't really know much about them. But our coach is very excited about them. So that makes us excited that he's excited. And I think it's really important because they're really, they're girls who are like all attacking mindset, which is really what we need. We need a lot of like more goals and more people who want to put the ball in the back of the net. So I feel like that's kind of what he said about these girls. So I feel like I'm excited to see what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. So your preparation for soccer, I know you guys are running up and down the field all the time. So what do you guys is like off season workouts look like leading up to that? Cause we we would do, you know, short sprints, things like that. But when we'd see you guys, you guys are running hundreds back and forth, doing all that type of thing. So kind of explain to, to us and everyone watching what that workout process is like. Yeah. So in the off season, we do a lot of like, honestly, like track workouts, I want to say. Like we'll go on the track sometimes and we'll do like 800s or something. Like we do a lot of long distance running just because like we play nonstop without like timeouts and stuff. We only have a halftime. So we have to be able to keep running for like 45 minutes straight within the um, parameters of the game so i feel like in the offseason we do a lot of like short stuff like and that's like small-sided games and then like long distance is like our actual fitness like if we're doing fitness it'll be like we're running for a long period of time before we get a break yeah sure you know you spoke on uh we gotta go break are you good we only spoke on uh on your, kind of your high school career a little bit you know when did you know um that you wanted to play college soccer that you know that or when did you know that you could you know is it something that you knew when you were little that you kind of wanted to do or is it something that you realized in high school through these camps and stuff, when was kind of the moment um, that you realized, that, first of all, that you wanted to, and, and second of all, that you could? Um, I think the moment was, I was in middle school when, before, like, the NCAA had rule changes about, like, when colleges could contact you. I was getting contacted by coaches, and I was like, <laughs> it was kind of real, like, it's kind of a surreal moment. Like, I was like, is this real? Like, I'm, like, 12 years old, 13. <laughs> so it was like, that's kind of crazy to think about college when I'm in middle school right now, but it kind of excited me because it was like, it made my life in soccer feel more real. Like for sure time is flying. Like I don't really have that much time. And when I was in high school, like I would talk to coaches and like, I kind of was like, I already knew I wanted to play in college when I was getting those messages as in middle school, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And then when I got like the national day of like everyone can contact you day, I, I got a couple of messages and I was really excited. So I was like, I really want to do this. And that's kind of when I knew that I could do that. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. So last question, we'll get you out of here. Um, we read that you were from Georgia. Um, not sure how far. I think it's probably like seven or eight hours for you to get home. So kind of how's that? Tell us how that's been, you know, being from home. Um, we don't know if your parents get to come to a lot of the games or anything like that. And just, 
you know, kind of being away from home and you had a great first two years, even with that. Um, so just kind of tell us about that and just being away from home and away from family and friends. Yeah. In the beginning, I kind of knew in my recruiting process that I didn't actually want to stay in Georgia. I knew I wanted to get out of the area and I didn't really know how far that meant, honestly. But as a freshman, like six and a half hours was a big chunk of like time. And like it, it was a pretty good, pretty good distance from home. And it was like it almost felt like scary for a second. But then my parents make it pretty easy. They come to a lot of the games that they can and they even come to like the away games. So it makes it feel like even when I'm not even in Greenville, like they are still there. So I feel like they help a lot, make make it seem like they're not that far from home. And my mom makes a lot of visits just because like she'll come up the weekend just because she like misses me or she'll bring my dog or something. So I feel like that's really important that my parents make it easier for me. So now six and a half hours doesn't feel too, too bad because I do make the drives by myself. But like before it did feel like an eternity away. So, yeah. So from Georgia to North Carolina, that's Jasmine Sullivan. Um, we appreciate you coming on to the show and hopefully we can have you back soon. Okay. Thank you for having me. I mean, we'll also say bye to Holton. He's going to get off. Got to go to Bible study tonight. I, I had it last, I had it last night, so I already went. So go. we're going to get a quick break and we're going to be right back in a couple minutes. Greenville Nissan is electrifying ECU football. Shop your home field favorites for a great selection of all new electric vehicles, like the all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, Petey the Pirate approved, and perfect for an ECU game day. Find yours today at your home team Nissan dealer and get to the game in a new Nissan Aria. Greenville Nissan is electrifying ECU football. Introducing the new and improved taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar. Now more delicious. Zero never tasted so good. Try it now. This is about you, your family, and the health of all who live in Eastern North Carolina. This is about the transformation of a health system into something more powerful and more human. About creating new ways to treat disease and keep you well. This is about ECU Health, which is to say, it's really all about you. ECU Health. Minds. Hearts. Purpose. All these other banks are changing names right and left. They don't care like they used to care a long time ago. Jim Clement, president of Town Insurance, talks about Town's people here in Greenville. With Town Insurance and now Town Bank, the folks that work for us have that attitude where if somebody walks in, I'm here to help them. And I think that's the team that Town Bank put together here. They have that attitude. Honesty, it's sincerity, it's hard work, it's genuineness that, that these people have that are here. Visit your local Optimum store and power your home with 99.9% reliable internet. And stay connected at home and on the go with Optimum Mobile and save even more with an eligible trade-in. Plus, unlock exclusive Optimum Complete Savings up to $15 a month on internet when you add mobile. Get the complete connectivity you deserve. Visit Optimum.com slash stores to find the nearest location. Get closer, go farther with Optimum.
bite. Better with Pepsi. Welcome back into Subdogs Live on this November 9th edition of the show. We only got one more show next week, and then we're off until January. And I believe next week we'll be here from 5.30 to 6.30. We'll try and confirm that for sure. Uh, but that is the plan as of now. And it's been, been fun uh, to do this show since the start of the semester. Again, bringing you the student-athlete life at East Carolina. Appreciate Holton Aylor's time today on the program. Macy O'Donnell is to my right. We just talked to Jasmine Ferguson from the soccer team. We're now going to transition to track and field. And we've got Grace Willis from the track program. Hey, Grace, guys. Welcome in. <laughs> Hey, you're saying hey before we I even introduce you. You're you're more uh you know you're more outgoing than than most of our guests. So okay, how, I'll back off. We had uh we had one of your teammates on previously. So how much did uh did Joe give you the uh, scouting report? Um, she gave me a little bit of you know tips and tricks. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you know what to expect a little bit. Just a little, yeah. All right, so we got to talk about your bio and background. Okay. Uh, so from Columbus, Ohio, you were born there. Yes. Then you lived. I tell you, you just take us through it. Okay. I'll try, but yeah, I'll yeah. mess it up. So you take us through it. So I was actually, oh, I O. I think somebody said it. Um, but yes, O H I O. I don't know who's saying that. Um, but yeah, so I was born in the Cincinnati area, and then I lived in Columbus area for ten years, and then we moved out to California near um, San Francisco. Lived there for five years, and then that's when I started my college career. Um, I went to the University of Nevada, Reno, go pack. Um, I started there two years, and then during COVID, uh, when the season was over, I decided to transfer to the University of North Carolina to live closer to my family. Um, so two years there, I finished my bachelor's and then transferred here for my graduate school. So third program, yes. and your sixth year of eligibility. So what's it like being able to compete for six years? You're going through your sixth year. It's, I mean... It's got to be pretty special. Yeah, definitely. I absolutely was not expecting to go this far. I've never loved school, but then COVID happened, had extra eligibility. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, it's definitely given me a different perspective. I love seeing the freshmen come in, have a lot of energy and just like really excited. It's good. It helps motivate me because I'm definitely feeling the senioritis at this point. Um, but I'm just really excited for this last season to do what I can. Yeah, I know we talked, we just talked a little bit about, you know, your background and where you've lived. Um, I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit because, you know, California and Columbus is very different than Greenville, yes. uh, North Carolina. So just tell us a little bit of that, you know, the change. I know you're at Chapel Hill also, but tell yeah. us a little bit about, you know, living out in the Bay and then now being here in Greenville. Yeah, definitely. The Bay Area was like the most change in my life definitely happened when I was there just because of like the diversity and just like so many different aspects of life that you can really expect living in Ohio. And also like the weather pattern, like being able to go outside all the time, like even in December. That was really awesome. Um, but yeah, Greenville, it's definitely been a transition. I'm I'm happy it's only two years. I'll put it that way. I miss the West Coast. I miss the mountains. Um, but I, I'm falling in love with the trees, you know, the fall. I really like that we have seasons here. Uh, but yeah, just bouncing back and forth. It's always been a, a big transition. Yeah, so I, I know you're still kind of getting used to everything and your new teammates and everything. But how receptive have they been of you coming in, you know, as an older player? Um, so you still got that experience and leadership, but kind of new to the team. Yeah, definitely. I think I got lucky just because I came in and, you know, everybody kind of welcomed me right away. We didn't really have problems. When I was at UNC, I had a little bit harder of a time. So I think I took experience from that and just learned, you know, how to manage relationships with teammates. Um, and so, yeah, I just I built some really good friendships here and it helped me transition to a city that 
I might not love, but um, <laughs> the people have really helped me have a better time here, yeah. Better people uh, in Greenville compared to Chapel Hill. That's what I'll say. I'll agree with you. I will. I uh, don't want to go too far down the road, but hey, it is what it is. All right. So uh, you were telling me you're out of indoor eligibility. Yes. Uh, I do want to mention you did place eighth in the weight throw at the AAC Championships last year. And then in the outdoor, you scored points in the hammer at the AAC Championships, finishing sixth. So uh, take us through those performances, specifically in the American Championships. You had to be proud of those. And then, uh, you know, transitioning from indoor, I guess, to exclusively outdoor now. Yeah, for sure. So um, indoor, we throw weight, which is like a 20-pound ball instead of like our typical 8.8 for outdoor. Um, so it's a lot smaller scale, and it's also a lot more challenging, in my opinion. Um, so I'm really thankful I'm out of eligibility for indoor because me and weight have a hate hate relationship um but yeah i don't know what happened to me that day i just really was like tuning in i was just trying to i don't even know how to describe it i was just like this is the last time i'm ever going to get the chance to throw weight like we're doing it and i ended up having like over a two meter pr that day just you know we get four throws if you i mean sorry six throws if you make it to finals um so in my last throw i got a really big pr it was it was really awesome um, and then for outdoor, um, yeah, I've always loved hammer and it was just finally an opportunity where I felt confident. Um, I struggled a lot with like anxiety and performance anxiety. So just being able to be out there and have the support from my teammates and just everything that I've built on, like working on becoming healthier and competing mentally. Um, it was good to finally be able to like show what I have and not have anxiety hold me back from it. So when do you guys start the outdoor season for the spring? And then are you going to just be doing a hammer or do you do in multiple events? Um, yeah. So we should be starting like in March, maybe late February. I haven't looked at the schedule yet. Um, but yeah, I, I focus on hammer, but I've picked up javelin a little bit just because it's more of a fun event for me, something I don't have to have pressure on. Um, and also I turned out to be like half decent at it. So it's definitely something that takes the pressure off of me and helps me enjoy hammer a little bit more. Yeah. So how do you kind of train and prepare for, you know, indoor versus outdoor? I don't, I don't know. I know the throws are different, but is there any difference in like training or like workouts, things like that? Yeah. So right now we're definitely building like strength as a base and speed also. Um, and then come next semester, we're going to be able to just like cool off a little bit and just maintain what we've already built. Um, so that's like our strength training difference. Um, but then in terms of like actually throwing, um, weight and hammer are really similar in terms of emotion. Um, so yeah, typically if I were to do indoor this upcoming season, um, then they would have me throwing weight like every day. But right now I'm just preparing for outdoor. So I'm throwing hammer every day. Grace Willis is with us from track and field. And so you've already wrapped up your bachelor's degree. What was what are you working on for the master's? Um, yeah, so my undergrad was in psychology and I had a minor in conflict management. And now my master's here is in clinical counseling and substance abuse counseling. Okay, so you, you enjoy that field? Is it a challenge for you or do you enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's to become like a mental health therapist. Um, and right now I'm doing my practicum on the behavioral health unit in the hospital. Um, so I'm just getting really good exposure and learning a lot. Um, I'm really excited for the future. So you say you're not the biggest fan of Greenville, maybe, but do you, so do you envision yourself moving back to the West Coast when you're done playing? Um, well, I I definitely would, maybe if it was less expensive. But I, one day I'd really love to live in Colorado in the mountains, honestly. Um, but based on my license, it's within state. So I'm thinking of moving like towards the western area of North Carolina. Um, I'm thinking of Asheville in August. So I'm excited for that. Dope, dope. Um, so we talked a little about how you got here, you know, where you're from, all that type of jazz. 
But I was really kind of wondering how do they make you guys run at track practice, even though you're throwers? Okay, so it's been different. Like every program I've gone to, my first school in Reno, we were definitely running a decent amount. Um, And then at UNC, we're doing like a lot of like hill sprints. Um, So that was like really good for speed. Um, But honestly, at East Carolina, we take it a little easier. I mean, we're working out really hard in the weight room, but he doesn't have us do much cardio. Um, and that's something that I've actually come to enjoy. So I, I started running a little bit in my free time, um, but that's not something that's required of us. So lastly, when you do get free time outside of running, like what do you like to do to, to pass the time? Uh, you know, especially now that you maybe have a little bit extra time working on your MBAs. I don't know if it's a full class schedule or what, but uh, just as far as extra time. Yeah. Um, well, obviously school does take up a decent amount of my time, but yeah, I've, I really been enjoying running. I actually took up knitting recently, been knitting like some beanies. So that's been pretty cool. Um, I also, I have a cat and we spend a lot of time together. So yeah. And my boyfriend, we hang out a lot too. So okay. yeah. The dog didn't like the uh, cat answer. I yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, a, buddy. You got a barking triggering. Pregnant. Yeah. Well, Grace, we appreciate the time on today's program. We do have uh, a couple of gift cards to give to you from Sup Dogs oh, and also Jimmy John's. Okay, cool. So thanks for uh, taking the time. Best yes. of luck this season. Yeah. And uh, hey, maybe Greenville will continue to grow on you. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. We will have uh, one of Grace's teammates, Nadia Faison, join us on the other side. Let's get our, our last break in. We'll come back. We will uh, talk to Nadia next. If you have an appetite for saving money, get the new Rofo Rewards app from Royal Farm. Use the Rofo Rewards app to make purchases or place mobile orders for pickup or delivery and earn royalty points redeemable for free stuff. Download the new Rofo app at the Apple App Store or Google Play. And right now, new Rofo Rewards members will get a free any size coffee for signing up. Get the new Rofo Rewards app today. It's a very app-eeling app to have. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. All these other banks are changing names right and left. They don't care like they used to care a long time ago. Jim Clement, president of Town Insurance, talks about Town's people here in Greenville. With Town Insurance and now Town Bank, the folks that work for us have that attitude where if somebody walks in, I'm here to help them. And I think that's the team that Town Bank's put together here. They have that attitude. Honesty, it's sincerity, it's hard work, it's genuineness that, that these people have that are here. Welcome back into Sup Dogs Live, Thursday, November 9th edition of the show. We just talked track and field with Grace Willis. Now we're joined by Nadia Faison, Stephen Igo here, Macy O'Donnell here as well. Nadia, how's it going? Great. Thank you for having me. So you saw Grace go first. Did you pick up any tips from her performance to apply? I tried. I couldn't really hear you guys too well. So. <laughs> so hey, that's fair. Uh, fair enough. All right. So graduate student from Charlotte. Yes. Just like Grace, you're in your sixth year of eligibility. So what's it like? And all that time at ECU, correct? Yes. So what's it like being here for year number six? Um, it's it's good. I think um I've 
changed a lot since I got here when I first got here in 2018. Um, definitely matured a lot, learned a lot from all the past teammates I've had. So it's been a great experience. So I was looking at your bio and it looked like you maybe had to wait some time before you kind of got your shot to consistently uh, compete. But since you've been competing, I mean, you look at your bio and assuming this is correct, we were talking, we were kind of joking before, you earned all AC honors last year, uh, finishing second in the shot put through a PR and the weight throw at the Hokie Invite. And that's just in the indoor. So you competed in six meets uh, for, for outdoor as well. So what was it like kind of waiting your turn and then succeeding? Yeah, like you said, I had to wait my turn for about two or two and a half years before I started competing. I had some injuries and then COVID happened. So actually getting out there at first was nerve wracking because I hadn't competed in like three years. So but once I got over that and trusted my technique and my rehab, um, it got a lot better. So I'm really excited. This is my first year where I'm really um, proud of my technique and really comfortable. So I'm excited to go out. So how did you kind of keep going through that time where you weren't you know, before, uh, playing as much, and then you kind of go in and, and, you're, and you went crazy. So kind of tell us about that, you know, mentality and you had to just kind of keep moving forward and not to kind of really get down on yourself. Initially, it was mentally challenging. Um, I hurt myself like a month before our first meet, and it was obviously a year-ending injury. So it was difficult at first. Um, the help of my teammates, my roommate, my coaches, they were all really supportive. My parents came down here and stayed with me and nursed me back to health. So um overall it was it was pretty challenging but it was a good humbling experience to help me get where i am what do you guys kind of do to just you know stay in shape stay strong stay healthy i, I saw someone posted today you guys were, i think you guys were maxing out mm -hmm. in the weight room so kind of tell us a little bit about that and are you guys you know juiced up in there together or what yeah it's a great experience this is our first time going at 6 a.m which is great because you know you get everything done right, right. Um, yeah, it was great seeing how strong everybody got um, in this one semester. We have a new weightlifting coach, Coach Wilson. He's great um, getting everybody to where they need to be. A lot of explosive work. Um, everybody's gained like 50 pounds plus in their matches. So it's been great to see everybody develop. All right. So six years at ECU, Maceo, you were a, a five-year guy, right? I was, uh, a, I think, a four-and-a-half-year guy at ECU. Not not an athlete, just a student. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um a journalist major. But uh, so you know this place maybe as well as, as we do, if not better. So when you're, uh, I don't know, when you're looking to kill time, any favorite spots outside of Sub Dogs, of course, that you like to go or places to chill? Um, Mostly I'm a homebody. I'm not going to lie. I like to sit and binge watch shows. Um, But I like to go to the Riverwalk. Um, I also like going to the L Park. Like I like swing sets a lot. And going to the park, it's weird, but I, it's really, like, serene, and I like just sitting out there and enjoying nature. So when you are binge-watching shows, what are, you, what are you watching these days? Anything you're really hooked on right now? Currently, I'm re-watching Pretty Little Liars. Love that show. Just like, yeah, it's a lot different when you watch it, like, 10 years later. So just getting a different perspective, so it's fun. Wait, so who is A? I never think I figured out who A There's was. There's, like, 10 A's. Okay. I don't know. Like Spoiler it's kind of drawn back. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, it's kind of drawn out. Yeah. But like when I was like fourteen, I was really into yeah, it. Me too. <laughs> I didn't start watching it myself. My sister showed me it, so don't judge me too much <laughs> on that. Um, but you know, we we kind of talk about how you guys choose what schools you get to. You know, different opportunities you had. So how did you choose ECU? And and do you feel like that's the right choice? I know at first you weren't performing as much. You said you were hurt, mm -hmm. and then you got to play now. I'm in balling, but you know, kind of tell us how you chose ECU. Uh, yeah, so initially when I got to high school, 
throwing wasn't my sport. I was a softball girl. So my team wasn't the best. So I knew I wasn't going to get exposure that way. And then I went to the track team because my mom was the coach. And I was like, I'm going to be a runner. That didn't last too long. So then I got into throwing and um, ended up naturally being great with little technique. I didn't have a coach. So um, I just got a lot of attention from my numbers. And then I got a lot of recruitment letters, which was new to me. Um, and my mom helped me sift through all that because she was a college athlete. So um, my top three were NC State, Wake Forest, and ECU. I never heard of ECU before I got here. Um, so I came on a visit and everything felt like family. I felt a really like, you know, emotional connection here. So that's really how I chose. And I think I made the best decision for myself. So what would you tell, you know, a, a thrower who's in high school who has aspirations of being a collegiate athlete? What would you tell them, you know, technique wise that would maybe improve their game to where they could perform at the next level? Something I did was just watch a whole bunch of YouTube videos, watching Ryan Krauser, who was a great, watching Joe Kovacs, just um, trying to nitpick things out of different um, great throwers because everybody's technique is different and everybody's body is different. So how you throw is going to be different. So just try to play with things and see what works for you. Lastly, Nadia, we just talked to Grace. She said she is not the biggest fan of Greenville, admittedly, because she's like from San Fran and uh, also spent time in Nevada. What about you? Six years in Greenville, you like it right here? Could you see yourself staying after uh, after your eligibility is done? You want to move back closer to Charlotte? Well, I'm not too picky on where I want to go after this. I know I'm I'm a big city girl because I I grew up in Charlotte, Atlanta, New York. So it's just I want to go somewhere where there's more things. I mean, I love Greenville, but I just I need more sense. <laughs> I understand. Look, I mean, it's a college town. Yeah. So it revolves around the college, so we get it. All right, Nadia, this has been fun. We're up against it as far as time. Otherwise, we'd keep you longer. But uh, really appreciate you stopping by. Uh, great to get to know you. And best of luck the, the upcoming season. Thank you so much. That is Nadia Faison from the track and field team. All right, we'll take our final break. We'll come back. Do some wrap gifts up. also. Sup Dogs, that's right. We do have gifts. Sup Dogs gift card and Jimmy John's gift card. Thank you. So make use of those. All right, we'll be right back to wrap up the show. Check it, check it, check it, check it out. Introducing the new and improved taste of Pepsi Zero Sugar. Now more delicious. Zero never tasted so good. Try it now. Hey folks, Blake and Brad here again from Carolina Windows and Doors. Did you know that metal roofing is one of the most energy efficient and long lasting investments that you can make for your home? If you or someone you know has a roof that's taken a few hits over the years, maybe it's time you give us a call. Our state-of-the-art metal roofs come with a world-renowned Kynar resin-based coating. This allows for vibrant, rich colors that won't fade over time like the competition. And this Kynar coating can achieve solar reflectance of over 70%, keeping you cool in the summer. We have installation crew members that have been with Carolina Windows and Doors for over 30 years. We believe this plays a vital role in delivering the most positive customer satisfaction possible, as well as the highest quality of materials. If you're looking for a home investment that's durable and environmentally friendly, look no further than Carolina Wind and Doors. Call us today at 1-800-545-7172. That's 1-800-545-7172 and invest in your home's future. It's bow time. We gonna split this solo? No. Come on. Split the drive? No chance. What are you wearing? 
Split these? I thought you'd never ask. Introducing Bo's Barbecue Chicken Sandwich and Bo's Carolina Gold Chicken Sandwich. Boldly seasoned hand-breaded chicken topped with pickles, slaw, and your choice of two sauces. So good, you'll want to get both and split them with a friend. It's Bo time. Visit your local Optimum store and power your home with 99.9% reliable internet. And stay connected at home and on the go with Optimum Mobile. And save even more with an eligible trade-in. Plus, unlock exclusive Optimum Complete Savings up to $15 a month on internet when you add mobile. Get the complete connectivity you deserve. Visit Optimum.com slash stores to find the nearest location. Get closer, go farther with Optimum. Better with Pepsi. Greenville Nissan is electrifying ECU football. Shop your home field favorites for a great selection of all new electric vehicles. Like the all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. Petey the Pirate approved. And perfect for an ECU game day. Find yours today at your home team Nissan dealer. And get to the game in a new Nissan Aria. Greenville Nissan is electrifying ECU football. Wrapping up Sub Dogs Live on this Thursday, November 9th edition of the show. Got about a minute left. Great crowd today at Sub Dogs again. Uh, Stephen Igo, Macy O'Donnell here. Lots of great guests today. Jasmine Ferguson, Nadia Faison, Grace Willis, Holton Aylers. It was a fun show, Maceo. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Happy we got some more track and field. I think that might be our hot our hot sport so far this year and yeah. also our first soccer player. So that was dope. And uh, it was great seeing Holton. I haven't seen Holton, I don't think, since, since maybe pro day. He, you know, he's been doing his thing off in Seattle back and forth. So I'm uh, really happy for him. And we came in the same year in 2018 and things were a lot different. Um, so we, we do feel like we had a big part of it. And I'm happy him and some other players are still continuing to play ball. So um, it was great to see him. We need y'all to find another year of eligibility for these last three games, man. We need some wins. Nah, I don't I don't know about that one. I'm all right. Pirates uh, taking on FAU Saturday at four in football. Women's basketball tips off in about a minute. Get over to Menji's Coliseum. They just unveiled the new championship banner. That'll be a six o'clock tip against USC Upstate, the home opener. We will be back next Thursday. 5.30 is the plan. Until 6.30, it'll be our final show before the new year. We'll take in December off. So join us then. We will see you next week. For Macy O'Donnell, I'm Stephen Igo. We'll talk to you then. Peace.